0: 16,000 sheep and cattle remained stranded on a live export ship off the coast of Perth after being turned around by the Federal Government during their lengthy journey to the Middle East. This was due to safety concerns of attacks on the Red Sea by Houthi rebels and was initially proposed to be a reroute that would have turned a 17-day journey into one spanning well over two months. Now the animals are back off the coast of Perth and have been on the ship for more than a month enduring an almost 40 degree heat wave. The saga has attracted urgency for the government to follow through and make a final decision.
1: The government has been embroiled in a heated and lengthy saga involving almost 16,000 animals on live export ship MV Bahija. I asked John Hassel, President of Western Australia Farmers' Federation, his thoughts on the developments.
0: Well, what I stand by is the department's handling of the, of the, of the uh, behaviour has been bloody disgraceful.
1: There have been concerns for the appalling month-long duration of the saga. And the concerns lie not just with farmers, but with animal welfare activists as well. I spoke with Dr Suzanne Fowler, Chief Science Officer of the RSPCA.
2: What we know is that uh, the experience of the animals is indeed ruling uh, and and definitely not in the best interest of their welfare. Uh, we are concerned about reports that some of the animals have died. We know for instance that sheep end up standing in their own waste for the duration of the journey uh, and that's because those pens can't be cleaned out properly and so they're standing in their own faeces. Um, that waste starts releasing ammonia which can cause irritation to their eyes and throat. Um, they are at risk of multiple different diseases, and part of that is because they don't adapt well to the type of feed that is provided to them on the ships, and so they can suffer from starvation and um, gastrointestinal disease as a result of not eating well. Uh, Add to that just the conditions on board the ship where you've got loud noises, different lighting, different people and different groups of animals that they're not used to, and the rocking and rolling of the ship. So in no way is this environment conducive to good welfare for the sheep or the cattle on board. And so the fact that they've been on the ship now for more than a month, uh, that stress would only be getting worse and worse.
1: Considering the concerning state of animal welfare on the ship, Fowler expressed relief in the government's recent decision to unload the animals. She says now it's up to the exporters.
2: We are very pleased that the Department of Agriculture has denied the request to re-export the animals and that We are now calling on the exporter, and so that is an international company, uh, to make a definitive decision now and, and offload those animals and make arrangements for them to be processed on Australian shores.
1: But Hassel is not so happy, stating there's a need for more responsibility from the government, that it's not just up to the exporter, and that the exporter already had a contingency plan that should have been followed through by the government.
0: Well, I think the government's been pretty disgusting in terms of its lack of decision-making here. They're just saying, well, that's up to the exporter, that's up to the exporter. So as soon as the vessel was turned around in the Red Sea and headed towards Australia, under the under the direction of the Department of Agriculture, as soon as that decision was made, then all of the costs should have been bought by the Department of Agriculture because they had a contingency plan in place, and which is something you have to do before the vessel can sail contingency plan was in place, and the Department of Agriculture chose to ignore that and send the ship back to Australia. Now, now the reality is, is they put a contingency plan in place in case something goes wrong, such as the security situation in the Red Sea, and they were capable of fulfilling that um, situation, and the Federal Department has uh, pulled the wool out from underneath, pulled the rug out from under their feet. The problem with that is, is that if you have a contingency plan, it's there to be fulfilled, not to be, um, not to be changed. It's, it's almost like, uh, well, they've moved the goalpost effectively, and it's almost like telling you you've got to have a seatbelt on when you've already got your seatbelt on.
1: With their lack of action, decision-making, and responsibility, trust for the government is now in question.
0: But I think the problem with this decision is, it's one of three things. As one is. Either there's ministerial intervention, and I I give Murray, what, a bit of higher credibility than that. Uh, The other one is that uh, there's a member of the department staff who's deliberately tried to make this not look good because they've got a personal bent against the live trade, or it's stupidity. And someone can decide who that is, not me. I'm going to guess it's probably the latter.
1: Amongst all the dilemma and indecision, one thing can be said for sure. People have been left with a bad taste in their mouth. And now they are awaiting the government's next step, one that must be done with urgency.
0: I think it, they've been paralysed by fear and indecision. It was nine days before the boat got back and they hadn't made a decision. Then another four days and they hadn't ma- made a decision. And then finally they made a decision that the best course of action was to you know, re-export. And now they've turned around and made the decision they're not going to export. And that's all pushing costs back onto the exporter, the unnecessary time on the sheep and cattle. So I think it's been a pretty appalling handling of a a situation. Uh, Quite disgusting, really. Olivia Bowie there with that report.